This is Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. This is your chance to get the inside scoop on Villanova basketball. Talking Villanova Basketball is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. And by Granite Run Buick GMC. Visit us online at graniterun.com. Now, let's talk Villanova basketball. Welcome to Talking Villanova Basketball, presented by Hartford Funds podcast. We have a special guest with us for this episode, Coach, and I'm going to let you introduce him. Yeah, this is a, a great episode for me because I get to hang out with one of my all-time favorites and one of the guys we're, we're most proud of in this program. Uh, and and, and uh, he stays connected to the program. Everybody welcome Randy Foy. Thanks for having me, Coach. I appreciate it. Good hanging with you, buddy. Uh, and, and when I introduce you, I should say one of the greatest guards in Villanova history, um, took our team uh, to a final eight, uh, seventh pick in the NBA draft, mm-hmm. uh, great NBA career. But probably uh, the most important thing um, you did was uh, married a great Villanova girl. Yeah. I married, <laughs> um, she played soccer here. Um, I met her here in my geography class and just kind of hit it off from there. Took her to champs on our first date. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what, what year? What year were you guys when you when you met? I think it was oh four. And what were you a junior? I was a junior. She was a sophomore. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And did you guys start dating right away? No, nah, we didn't start dating right away. But we just had mutual friends, and we always ended up hanging out. So after that, we started dating, and then three kids later, married seven years. <laughs> the rest <is> history. <laughs> that was a great wedding too. You you had all you had all oh, yeah, the Villanova yeah. boys back. That was cool. That was very. I I love the way, um, you you were always a guy that um, just embodied. You know, when I say one of my all time favorites, you, you know, you pl- the players you're, you're like are like you're like kids. You know, you love all your kids, but certain ones do things that really make you proud, and you always embodied everything Villanova basketball player stands for. The way you played. The way you conducted yourself on campus, graduating in four years, um, your humility. But I just I thought one of the coolest things was how you stayed connected with everybody, and I knew you did. But when when I went to your wedding, and even even the the the, the rehearsal dinner before, when I saw all the classmates that you invited and staff members, managers from the team. I thought that spoke volumes of your connection to your Villanova family. Yeah, it's just it was just being a part of like this here is special. Like I was talking to some of the younger guys, and it's just saying this is you're never going to experience a place like Villanova ever. I was like, you could go to a place, you can make millions of dollars playing basketball, you can go somewhere and be a, a CEO or something, but you're never going to. Um, experience a place like this because people here are special like when you walk on this campus and when people are behind you they really want to see you win there's no one trying to stab you in the back there's no one talking about you everyone wants to see you win because if if you win and you're on a basketball team football team whatever everyone wins and I always like you said I always just took it personal where I always stay close to my classmates like Chris Charles stayed with me every summer from my rookie year in the summer. We worked out I love all the way that. up until last year together. For everybody that's listening, 
Chris Charles uh, was a seven foot one big man on our team. Graduated same yeah, came in a year ahead of yeah. you, but graduated same year as you because he redshirted one year, right? Yeah, and he just he he's been working out with me from day one. We would work out for the summers, and he would push me because he was one of the hardest working guys here at Villanova. So he would push me. Nardi would come up from Linden. We would work out together. So I just embodied that. And even Tommy Grace, he was a walk-on. And he was yeah. in my, my wedding party. Yeah, yeah. Just be, and he's my lawyer now. So <laughs> I just think that, I just thought that, you know, just seeing you do everything with these guys, and not just success, um, successful um, guys that leave Villanova, even guys that struggle at times. It's, it's a lot of guys that, that struggle. They come to me with things, and I try my best to help them out. But it, it all stems from you because I've seen guys come back and, you know, they might be going down the wrong path at that time, but you still, you know, take time out to help them, even if you have to dig into your own pocket. And I always thought that was really cool. Uh, I, I appreciate it. I, and like you, I, I feel blessed to be a part of this. And and you're right. It's not it's not me. It's not you. It's this is a This is a really special community. And um, you, you said it right. People want you to win in every way. Yeah. They they want the basketball players to get their degree. They want the basketball players to be good people and they want to help you, right? And and you, you've you always embodied that. I mean, you really have. And I, I really, uh, I respect you for it, but I appreciate it because it's it's been a great example for all the, the, the young guys. We, we had an experience just recently where you were able to walk into the new pavilion with us. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it was cool for me because that's why I asked you to come down. You come down and watch practice and mentor a lot of the young guys. Um, and I wanted you to be there that day because I wanted, I wanted to take the the current team into the pavilion, um, but I wanted, I wanted to have a touch of the past mm-hmm. with us, as we as we did that. You know, uh, what was that like for you going into the new pavilion? Like the the pavilion is for people who haven't seen the pavilion yet or probably won't see it if you're listening from somewhere else, is absolutely amazing. Um, I just think the the seating, the scoreboard, the floor, when you first walk into um, the fin, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's, I just think everything, you know, like you said, our Alicia, I know you can have hands on, but just everyone who worked on it, I think they did an awesome job. Um, where we're sitting at now in this huge suite is um, unbelievable. The locker room, it's just you could tell everything was done um, Villanova way with passion, um, yeah, pride, smart together, all that stuff that <laughs> I preach. Um, even though I'm not a um, Villanova basketball player, I still, you know, live off of that because I just feel as though it just takes me to a place where I feel like you're yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I just, I just think this place is amazing, and just listening to the sound system, it's, this place is gonna be rocking. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to come watch games here, but this place is is different. It's definitely different now. I I, I agree, and I'm glad to see you as a guy that had a lot of great games in here. Um, that feel feel that way about the new place. It's funny you talk about yelling at you. One of the stories, or that I rem- not stories, but one of the lessons I learned from you. Um, and and I you know I was kind of early in my head coaching career when I coached you. I had only been a head coach for seven years, and I was, you know, I look back now, and <laughs> there are, you know, some things I I, I wish I, I was uh, better at, you know. Um, one of them was controlling my passion. But I remember you being 
so coachable. And, and I think I'm much better at this now. And I think our current team is like this where you, if, if I told you in a game when you were young, when you were like a freshman or a sophomore, if I told you in a game, Randy, look for the post. You know, look at, look at Jason Frazier in the post. You were throwing that ball in the post, whether it's open or not, because coach told me, look in the post. So you were throwing it in the post. And, and then I would get mad. I'd be like, what's, what's he doing? What's it, you know, and, and, and you, you were just so willing to please, you know, and so uh, team oriented. Um, and I didn't understand that as much then, you know, as, when you got to be a junior, you, you knew, you knew me well enough that you, you thought, all right, he, he wants me to throw in a post, but that's not open. He might yell at me, but he'll trust me later. Right. Do you remember that as a young player? Yeah, I, I just think that comes from just believing, like, like you said, like I hear a lot of people for the Sixers saying, trust the process, you know, yeah. and just you explaining to me what speedy was and I wanted to be an NBA player. So if you if you were telling me to throw it in a post, I'm saying to myself, hey, the reason why he's telling me because he knows something that I don't know, so I'm going to do it every single time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then as I, like you said, like towards the end of my sophomore year, I started to figure some things out where even if I took a, a bad shot and I missed it, that you would yell at me. But even if I took a good shot and I made it and you felt as though you would still yell at me. So I was just <laughs> like, Is it, I'm in a lose-lose situation here. So no matter what, no matter what happens here, he's going to yell at me. But offense, he really don't get too mad about that. As long as I, you know, rebound and play as hard as I can on defense, I should be fine. <laughs> and once I figured that out, I was fine. <laughs> you were, man. And, and and I wish I apologize to you now. I wish I was like I can see this year's team. We we have some guys like that, you know, like um, you know, I, I feel like Jermaine Samuels is that way. Um, you know, Cole Swider's that way. It's like I, I realize now I have to be careful about what I say to them because whatever I say, they're gonna do it whether whether the play is there or not. You know, one of the things you figured out towards the end of your sophomore year is okay, he's telling me to look for that play if it's there. If it's not there, use my judgment, do something else, right? But I think I'm a lot more – I think I'm a better coach now where I explain that a little bit better. I'm a little more patient. Yeah, right, I, with those I, guys. Think at the, I think at the time, it's just like you said, like last night you, I watched the um, West Virginia game when we played them here. I think we were 10-0. and 0. I think we were number three I in remember the country. That. Yeah, and we played them, and we just went to um, Louisville, and we beat them. And – we didn't guard that game. I can remember. I remember they hit multiple threes. They probably hit like 16 or 17 threes, and we didn't guard. And I just re I just looked at that game, and I just was like, you weren't bad after the game. Like before, like prior to that, you probably would have – we probably would end up having practice the next morning <laughs> and getting after it, but you weren't bad at that um, after that game because I guess you understood. And like you said, I guess that just was the coaching of it. You kind of ripped us in film, but – just like the the verbal coming at us in practice, it, it was cool. And we were shocked as players, like, oh, here we go. Get ready. Make sure you tape. Make sure you're talking, you know, doing everything we're supposed to do. But you, I watched that game last night, just being introduced um, to this place here, the new Finn. And I just was like, well, coach isn't yelling that much to myself. <laughs> I re you know, that game, I, re I remember that game. And what I also remember is somebody – we were undefeated, right? We were undefeated. We were undefeated. We were number three and in the um, 
And when you guys were really young, you guys were only sophomores then, right? Or no, no, we were seniors. Senior year? Yeah, we were seniors. Oh, right, right. It, that wasn't the one I was thinking about. Uh, we lost to West Virginia here when you guys were really young. Mm-hmm. We were 5-0 and in the Big East. Remember that? Yeah. We weren't undefeated overall, but we were 5-0 and in the Big East. That's the one I thought you were referring to. And uh, you, you guys might have been freshmen. You might have been freshmen. That, that when we were 5-0, and we were freshmen. And um, people were complaining after the game that the guys were out the night before the game. Mm-hmm. And I, we all knew nobody was out. But after that game, I remember going to the athletic director and saying, you know what? We're putting these guys in a hotel because I know they weren't out and we don't have any way to prove it, but we're putting them in a hotel so we know where they are. And if anybody says anything, people are just mad we lost. Yeah, I know. know? I know exactly. To to this day, I'm telling you, I was not out before. I know. (laughs) I I knew you. I knew you wouldn't be. People were just upset that we lost the game. Yeah, because it was like a board or something. They used to just comment on it. Yeah. They would comment on a board, and then yeah. people from here would take it and bring it to you, or you guys can see it. Yeah. But no one was out. Right. But we just we played like we were out. Though. We did. Yeah. So well, it was a, t- you know what? It was one of the early twelve o'clock game. Like we, the the biggies didn't have that many twelve o'clock games mm-hmm. before that. It was one of the early times. Where now Plus. we play a lot of those games. Mm-hmm. We played real early at twelve o'clock. And we just looked like we were sleepwalking. But since that game, we stayed in a hotel the night before every home game and every road game because Yeah, right of after that. that, before we started staying in the hotels, you guys were checking. You would come to our dorms. Yeah, and yeah. I think we That's why to, we knew you guys yeah, were in there. We had to turn our – no, we didn't have to tell our, turn our phones in in our dorm. Only when we stayed in the hotel, we would have to turn our right, phones in. Right, right. But you guys would check the room, and you would check the rooms twice. Yep. And then after that. So it's, it's much more to it than just playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> What about what about your memories? Do you have a, a, a specific memory in the old pavilion? Any any specific game? I'm a, I was talking to um, Dwayne about this. We were um, the Oklahoma game. I think we were four, yeah. and they were five. Yep. And I can remember, you know, Easy Ed in his own way. I I knew you knew because they have to go through you to get here. But he was like, "Hey man, it's gonna be a lot of scouts here, man." Like <laughs> And I was it's like, easy and you, but you, I guess that you, Randy's referring to, who was the assistant coach at the time, and and uh, Mr. NBA, he's still assistant coach in the NBA with the Timberwolves. Yeah, he was like, it's gonna be a lot of scouts here looking <laughs> at you, man. I don't want to put no, but I guess you told him like not to tell us, like to put extra pressure on us. Right. And I, I can remember walking out before the tip, and I just seen like. Like Joe Dumars, and a lot of people were like you play like Joe Dumars, and I saw Joe Dumars sitting at the media <laughs> table, and I was like, oh my god, like Easy Ed was right. Usually, <laughs> you know, Easy Ed he say something, you like, man, that ain't gonna happen. But he, <laughs> he was right, and I go out there, and it's just like I blacked out, and I remember Cal jumped in my arms. Cal Lowry jumped in my arms after the game, and that seemed like that's the first time like I snapped back into reality. And he really. Was like, you going to the NBA, man. <laughs> and I look up, I have 32 points, and it's just like we beat Oklahoma here. And it's just like I hit some amazing shots, had some crazy dunks. And that was like one of my memories here that I think it kind of shifted everything my my junior year, but that like really like put me in the light where it was like, all right, this kid's for real. The, that, was, was, that was your junior year. That, so – um, my junior year is when I. No, that was your senior. That year. was my senior, but my right. junior year when I played really bit well, the last five games, and then through the Big East, and then I had a big NCAA tournament. Right. And then that's when you was like, I remember you called me in the office, like, "Hey, um, I think you're gonna have to make a decision." <laughs> and I was like, "A decision for what?" <laughs> and you was like, yeah, "Some teams, 
think that you should come out. And I, was, <laughs> and I remember saying to you, like, I'm not, like, I'm not going anywhere. But you was like, well, you, I know, but you got to tell the press that. <laughs> and then we had a, we had a press conference. And, but I just was like, the whole time, I just was like, I'm, I'm not going nowhere. I don't think I'm ready. And then after I said, I was like, I'm coming back for my senior year to the press. And you said to me, hey, um, in like a month, when you get that cast off yours, we're going to Colorado for the World um, University Games. That's I'm right. the coach. And that's when I was like, all right, cool. And I had a great summer, came back here, and everything just rolled over to a great season. You know what? I haven't talked much about that that World University Games team pu publicly, but I, I, I see a lot of those guys at Mike Nardi's wedding. Uh, Bobby Jones. Yeah, Bobby Jones. was at the wedding who played at University of Washington, yes. right? Yes, yep. And um, he said to me at the wedding, um, you, you remember me? And, you know, Mike had – Mike's wedding was like your wedding. He invited yeah, everybody. all the former players, everybody from Villanova. And, you know, he's, he was at the table with Curtis Sumter and guys, and I wasn't really sure who it was. He said, you're the only guy that, in my life that didn't start me. And I was like, oh, boy. But he was a great, he was a great that, player that on that team. team. That team, I took, a, I, I took a lot of heat back in the dorms because um, he was like, man, your coach is just starting you just because. And it was one dude that had me. He had he actually had me scared because you didn't play him for two games. The guy Eric Hicks, Eric Hicks from Cincinnati. From Cincinnati. <laughs> he's like six five, two fifty, all muscle. Yeah, yeah. And he was like he's like I would take it out on you here tonight. It was after we won the gold medal. But he <laughs> said we play y'all this year. We're in the Big East, so I'm gonna take it out on you guys. Then. <laughs> and I just remember going into that Big East game at Cincinnati, and I just remember I, I have to go off. I have to go off because <laughs> the crowd was ready to explode. Because I think we were like number two or three in the country and they yep. were ready and I was like I had to go off and he was like talking trash to me the whole game but I wasn't responding to anything and so but just being on that team like all of those guys that you didn't play as much like Mike Gansey every <laughs> time we played against them they would like give me that look like we were cool but they were giving me that look like all right now is my time I'm to gonna go prove off. myself yeah. now so. that's one of the tough things so we're talking about a that was the summer of 2005 right yep. summer of 2005 world university games that that team that that we had, um, uh, Bobby Gonzalez was the assistant coach. Yeah. Was, was my assistant, I and um, the guy from Jeff Duke. Capel, he's at Pitt now. Jeff Capel was the other assistant coach, and um, at that time we were the last team, the USA team, to win the World University Games, uh -huh. two thousand five, and then a, a couple of years ago Kansas took their entire team with a couple other players, and they they won it. They won it. But that was a great experience. That was a great experience. I remember that guy ran on a bus. You were sitting in the front. Oh, yeah. And we were in Izmir, Turkey. And we were driving on a bus. And the bus just slammed on his brakes. And the guy opened his door. And I see you. I look up. And you're up there like. And the guy ran on a bus. I'm like, what's going on? And that's when everything was going on. There was like. Bombs was, and. Yeah, exactly. So I was just was like. I was like, what's going on, man? And then after that, we had like a police escort. But. That was a crazy. That was a crazy trip. That the that water wasn't working. We couldn't use the water there. No <laughs> drinking. You had to get a bottle of water and brush your teeth. You know, it made calls. It was no cell phones like that then. So exactly. you had to put your money into the pay phone and then call back. That was yeah. That was crazy. We won the gold. So that was, that was pretty fun. cool winning the gold medal though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was cool. Just like play, national anthem playing. We was playing China. We beat China. We beat every team by like thirty points. And I remember we the first game we played. Uh, we played um, Iran. And I think George Bush said something to the Iranian um, president 
and I think when our national anthem played, like them guys like turned to the side or something. Yeah. Right before I was like, man, please. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a small gym. Your wife was there, like Taylor, um, Taylor and Colin was so small. I was yeah. Like, this is crazy, man. Yeah. We were in that Olympic Village yeah. with barbed wire fence all around us. <laughs> that 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 was a that was a good trip. Hey, I want to. I, I I just want to finish up um, uh, for a second here. We'll take a break and then. We'll get back with uh, more of Randy Foy. You're listening to Talking Villanova Basketball, presented by Hartford Funds, back after this. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your certainty roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credential contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important than how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Dunn Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. And now we resume our conversation with Wildcats former All-American Randy Foy. Well, Randy, we, we, we went from uh, the, the World University Games in the summer between your, your junior and, and senior year, and obviously your senior year was, was amazing. Um, Big East Player of the Year, right? That, that, was, that was pretty cool, a run to the final eight. Um, uh, what, what do you what do you uh, think about when you think about your senior year? It's, it went so fast, to tell you the truth. Like I, I just came off of that summer, and I remember you said to me, I, I just was so used to you being, hey, we got to do everything more, and we got to do it harder and more together. And I remember you said to, to me, you was like, hey, um, just take two weeks off. And I was looking around. I think Pat Chambers was here at the time. <laughs> like, just, like, he's all right. Because I was ready to just come back and jump right into it because we came back like three days late. School already started. Right. And you were like, take take two weeks off. And then after that, and I think I ended up taking like 10 days off and just getting after it. But the moment that sticks out to me is when we beat Syracuse at the um, the Carrier Dome. It was the last game. And yeah. you was like, what do you guys want to eat? When we were driving. I think we already ate, but you're like, what do you want? Everybody was like, we want McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so we pull up. It's like two. It's like a big bus. We pull up. And then you, as I was going off the bus, you, I think you told me, you was like, sit right here. Because I just got the call that, um, like, you're the Big East Player of the Year. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, yeah, you, like, th they voted you. You're like, you're the Big East Player of the Year. And I just remember, like, man. Do you? And then you didn't say anything. This is how humble um, you are. You didn't say nothing. But you were the coach of the year. And that was your <laughs> first time right? being, yeah, the coach of the year. Is that right? And so I think um, someone told me, like, one of the coaches told me. But then. You were like, we got to get a suit. Um, we got <laughs> to get like your speech, um, your speech um, prepared. And I was like, man, <laughs> the thing I do hate is public speaking. <laughs> I was like, I love being a Big East player of the year, but I don't feel like going up there in front of all these media people and, and having to, you know, give a speech. But I just went up there and said what I always said, like just thanking the Villanova community, thanking my family. But I just thought like that moment just like summed you up like right there like you were so happy for me that you didn't even tell me that you were the coach of the year because <laughs> I think you know so I, I thought that was that's one thing that when I think about my senior year I think like 
that sticks out to me. Like someone could be that humble. This is their first time being the Big East um, champion. The team won the um, Big East regular season championship. First player, um, Big East um, player of the year under you. I was, I just thought that was that was for me. I was looking like, man, this guy's humble. Like he's gonna have a lot of success regardless, <laughs> no <laughs> matter nice, what. Man. That's nice. That was that was an incredible year because you guys came in as the first class, mm-hmm. and we went through a lot, man. Yes. We we went through a lot, and to to culminate, I, I wanted it for you guys because you guys really trusted us. There was there was no reason for you guys to come to Villanova at the time. You kind of trusted in us, and we invested in you, and it, and it worked out for you. You you wanted to work out for the guys that. That, that trust you, you know. Like like today when practice ended, I was like, is is that it? <laughs> like when practice ended today, I'm like, is that it? Because I was like, all right, two thirty. I was like five thirty at the least. <laughs> but you end up it ended up being like two twenty. But I remember being in Jake Nevin. I remember we didn't do something right, and you took practice back to the top. So we were already in the sweat for like probably like two hours, <laughs> and you made a stretch over, and we practiced one defense for like three hours <laughs> because and I was like when you were saying that to guys I was you were saying it today and you were telling like the younger guys you were like hey when the ball is this far away from you you can be in front of the guy because if he throws it over your head you have that much time to get back you're going to be able to get back and I just remember you saying that and no one trusting it like right. <laughs> so he's telling me to stand in front of this dude but if they throw the ball over my head and he dunk, I'm coming out the game. <laughs> so no one trusted it. And I just remember I used to always have this conversation with Jay Frey because Jay Frey, super smart guy, outspoken. But he would buy into certain things. And so I would have this conversation with Jay. Like I say, the, the more we do it his way, the better it's going to be on us. And Jay was with it, but he couldn't do what we needed him to do because of his knees. But – having that conversation with him and Kyle used to be right there looking at me my senior year, like the quicker you get it, Kyle, the better it's going to be not only for you, but for the team. And that's how I look at Quinterly. Like the quicker you get it, the better it's going to be for everybody. You're going to help them seniors go out the way they need to go out. And that's what Kyle was for us. And I look at Quinterly the same way. It's a little different. You know, Kyle was a little rougher. Kyle Lowry was talking about, yeah. (laughs) He's a little little rougher where – he didn't obey the rules, but his heart was in the right spot. And that, That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting story I think people might like to hear about. Um, you really took Kyle under your wing as a freshman. Kyle, I mean, I, you know, I try not to say too much about it, but he was almost incorrigible. I mean, uh, almost uncontrollable as a freshman for the coaches. And – you know, I really leaned on you and said to you, like, you know, can can you handle this dude? Like, can you – and you said, I got him. I got him. And and I know Kyle is, is grateful to you to this day. I, I know he looks up to you um, and, and is very appreciative. Um, but um, tell everybody uh, how much a responsibility you as, – as Big East Player of the Year, you were still taking care of Kyle Lowry. Yeah, it was uh, – me and Kyle – like, Kyle was the type of guy, like, we used to have conversations, and we would go to, like, he'd be like, I'm not eating training table. I'd be like, where do you want to go? He'd be like, all right, let's go to the Wawa, or let's go to Wendy's, or let's go to McDonald's, whatever, like, fast food place. And he would eat, and we would go to my room, and he would, like, he'd be sitting on the floor. And I'd be like, all right, it's, like, 12 o'clock, you leaving. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm staying here. You're my big brother. 
coach said, you ha- you got to keep your eye on me. I'm staying here. <laughs> and it just, got, yeah, I, it just got to a point where it just was like, like we were everywhere. And I remember being pissed at Coach Chambers because my senior year, he put me in all of the same classes as Cal. <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm not supposed to be. And he was like, trust me, like you're good. Like he's taking these classes. He's gonna be he's gonna be out of here with you this year. <laughs> and I'm just saying to myself, like Kyle, he gets it, but he's like it was always fear. He used to he was so much fear there that it used to make him play that hard. Like he didn't want to fail. Yeah. Like at all. He used to play. To this day, that's one of like just the things like coming off that ACL after four months, the way he was reckless going to the basket, it just was something that Randy's referring to the fact that Kyle Lowry tore his ACL in late August, early September, and then four months, we made, we had an announcement that he was redshirted, he wasn't gonna be able to play because it was eight month to 12 month recovery. And uh, he played in four months. Played in four Go months. Ahead. And I just remember, at the, he tore his ACL, coming back, he just was so reckless going to the basket. And I just remember used to be like, yeah, cow, that's the way you do it. And I used to say to myself, nah, you're not going to outdo me. <laughs> I used to be like, what I got to do? Oh, you want me to guard fours? Okay, I'll guard four minutes. <laughs> oh, you need me to get how many rebounds? Oh, I do, and I'll score. And I just remember like when I watched us huddle up, it was like I was a quarterback out there because Kyle was the point guard. Nardi would be out there and Allen. We'd be out there with either Will Sherry and Dante Cuttingham and Jason Frazier. But I w- they would be in the huddle, and I always look back at you, and you would always deliver – you used to do a set. You used to put the 50 up or you'll put the one up or you'll put, say, trap or something or you'll tell us the offensive play. And I just remember Kyle used to always say, man, like, why do you always got to tell you the plays? Why can't he tell me? I'm the point guard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was That's just like, so Kyle, Kyle. Yeah. That's so Kyle. That, that is beautiful. How was it when you guys, when you and Kyle would run into each other in the NBA when you, when you play against each like, other? Like, our relationship is amazing. Like, we would go, like, spans where we wouldn't talk just because of the NBA life, you know, we're going through, like, I'm starting a family, he's starting a family, but when we meet up, it's always the same. It's just like, it's my little brother. Like, whenever we meet up, it's like, he'll come and get me when he was in Memphis. If I was in L.A., if I was in Minnesota, I'll come and get him. We'll go out to eat. We'll laugh. We'll joke. And it's just always like, like, can you, like, I'm, can you imagine that, like, we were there and, like, now we're here? Like, we, made, <laughs> we made a lot of money. He made a lot more money. <laughs> but it's like, it's just like, I'm, I was, I'm always so happy for him. Like, I always text. Like, I saw something, um, I did, like, a, something for ESPN radio, and they were talking about he didn't talk to the coaches and the GM. And I said to him, I was like, I just said to him, like, just be a man about it, man. You know, you know the business. Be a man about it. And he just hit me back, and he just started laughing. He'd be like, yeah, they playing checkers, but I'm playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's so our just, boy. Yeah. That is our boy. That, now, also, it, it, it's funny. You, you go through all that. You got you coming from Newark, him coming from North Philly, and, and, and rough backgrounds, and coming to Villanova, getting your degree, playing in the NBA. And now I, I really marvel at seeing both of you on the golf course. That's beautiful. Man. Both of you in beautiful country clubs, playing golf, being golfers now. And it's nothing like when you bring your boys from North to a country club. <laughs> and I'd be, be like, hey, man, listen, please don't pick up your cell phone. Please keep your shirt tucked in. When we get up to this clubhouse, like, please just. But it's it's cool. Like, me and him had a couple dates set where we were supposed to go out and play. 
but we could never get together and do it. But I know Cal right now at this like the stage that where he's at in golf, he's he's probably a little bit better because he's been into it a little longer than yeah, me. He has. So, but this summer I took some huge steps. Like I I had multiple lessons. Like actually tomorrow morning I'm planning um, a tournament against some some older Villanova guys and um, some <laughs> Rutgers guys, some Seton Hall guys. So, but I got the bug, and it's it's a cool game, especially on your body because I had tons of um, injuries, but just on your body all of the jumping and the pounding it just feels good to be able to play a game where you can actually you got to be focused mentally to be successful at this game anything else you got to be focused um mentally but also physically so i thought that was just picking up on a game i thought that was cool joining multiple country clubs so i thought that was i can that's the thing you talk about you guys coming in uh you know can you believe you're in the nba how about do you ever believe you'd belong to multiple country clubs? I <laughs> I remember when I was talking to people about it early on, and they just like, man, you got to join this club, or you got to join this club. I was like, I will never do that. Like, to myself, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. But I was like, I will never do that. <laughs> now I'm signing up for everything. <laughs> the ones is where you got swimming pools, then it's the ones with all guys, then there's the ones where they take kids out. I'm just, I'm doing it all. I, I, I can just tell, uh, as, as Kyle comes towards the end of his career you two competing in golf is going to be beautiful man i can't i can't wait to see i can't wait to see this yeah he kept on he was he was treating it like we were playing like basketball so he's like let's do a home and home <laughs> like a home and home well you come to my home and play here in philly and then i'll come to jersey and play and we were trying to set it up the whole summer but trust me he's he's got about nine months ahead of him of basketball yeah i'm gonna be chilling and i'm gonna be on the golf course and when he comes back this summer he might have problems. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. Hey, l- l- I want to I want to finish with this. I, I love having your perspective um, around our team. You know, you you understand Villanova basketball as well as anybody that's ever played here, and so then, and you also have a, a just a great understanding of the game itself. You know, I think it's it's what prolonged your career in the NBA. Yeah, I think it started with talent. And, and and competitiveness, but then it 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 finished with just being a really smart, intelligent basketball player. My last my last three years, I was supposed to be out. Just put it that <laughs> way. But the my foundation from here, just you know, being smart, just being an all around player, that carried me over for another three years because the athleticism. It leaves. <laughs> Your jump shot won't leave, but the athleticism leave. You can't recover as fast. But I just think that my foundation here, like, helped me play those extra three years at a high level on a Western Conference team where I was the the sixth and seventh man off the bench against the Golden State Warriors. Just understanding, you know, how to guard those guys, understanding how to lock and trail, how to how to shoot the gap on non-shooters. Um, just out rebounding bigger guys, and that's that's all from here. Like I tell I tell these guys, like I told Eric, I said, trust me, everything you learn here, you're going to use it there because they're going to tell you it once there, and that's it. And if you ain't able to pick it up, if you're not able to understand the play, it's next man up. And it's a whole bunch of people from, there's a whole bunch of Villanova guys, there's a whole bunch of Duke guys, Carolina, um, Kentucky guys. Some guys get it, some guys don't. You're going to see guys. They can jump through the roof, but they don't get it. And I said, being here, everything Coach Wright is doing, 
here is going to help you be the best um, pro player you can be. But first, have a great senior year. And just watching your guys today, like those guys, I see a lot of all of them. I see me and a lot of all of them because just the trying to figure it out. And we were trying to figure it out on the, on the fly. You were trying to tell me to be like a guy who I never got a chance to meet. But for, you know, JQ to play against Colin, Colin to play against Jalen, Jalen to play against Arch, that's just passing down tradition of the way we do things. And I always feel like when I look at those guys like a, like a grandfather or something because – some of the things that you had to teach me were some like some days I said, Coach, I used to get out there and shuffle and slide and rebound and pass it to us. I was like, he probably can't do it now, but I was, <laughs> it was yeah, it was so intense back like everything was intensity. And I was like, once you guys understand that, you guys are gonna be so good that you don't even realize it. Like the stupidest thing where you just communicating or jumping to the ball or understanding I'm not leaving the shooter. I was like, once you guys understand that. You're gonna be you're gonna be in a situation where you could be pros faster than you think. Well, that's I was gonna ask you about your perspective on our team, and you <laughs> just hit it. It's perfect as as usual, and uh, I just thank you for uh, how you represent Villanova basketball and how you represent uh, your family, man. It's it's a great example to all of us, not just the players, the coaches, everybody. You're the best. Love you, man. Thanks, coach. I appreciate that's it. Randy Foy, everybody. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare, so can you. Coach, that's going to do it for podcast number two. Uh, any final thoughts here before we sign off? Well, this is fun. This is fun when you when you get to sit with one of your all-time greats and somebody you're so proud of and just uh, share some great memories. Uh, I think it's going to be good for our players to listen to it, and I hope all our fans enjoy listening to it also. We thank Randy Foy for Coach Jay Wright. This is Mike Sheridan. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball, presented by Hartford Funds, now coming to you throughout the season and beyond. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. And by Granite Run Buick GMC. Visit us online at graniterun.com.